Podtackler, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast, presents episode 820, Always More Space Among the Wolves, recorded live on April 28th, 2022. Hello everyone, welcome to Pottacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Duststorm. And I'm your other co-host, Godzilla T. And we are within a week of season two of Halo Infinite finally coming to us. It's been nearly six months at this point. 343 is, well, they've talked about season two a lot, and now we're actually going to get it next week, which will be a lot of fun. And lots of people are frantically trying to get their lasso achievement before Tuesday. Yep. <laughs> Both of us did. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, well, one of us did. Someone else is still working on it. We've got ACS Kansas City coming up this weekend. We've got a little bit of drama in the Halo community around the Halo TV show, which we're not going to talk about because we haven't watched it, but kind of got spoiled with some of the arguments that have been going on Twitter and whatnot, which is stupid. The an argument on Twitter about Halo? Nothing oh my new. god. Nothing new. It's phone up Elon Musk. <laughs> Everyone's freaking out about that too. I honestly don't care. Oh, I did not catch that, Bobby. That's a good I I did not catch that in the stream, so that, that's a good thing to mention. We will I'll mention that here. I'm actually gonna add that to my notes uh for what we'll talk about tonight. Oh. Yeah. So that's nice. I figured they wouldn't do that. Yeah, I thought it might invalidate saves or something, but guess not. That doesn't mean later on they'll do an update and it'll delete all the saves. Because that's what they do for MCC. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, campaign saves, like mid-game saves are all. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I guess you have to have you have to have the tank gun picked up and in your hands in the save. Mm-hmm. And then you can never drop it. I don't know if that counts as news or not. Doing this live, folks, on the, the live stream. Yes, because we wouldn't want to plan ahead. Of, we wouldn't want to plan ahead. Of Max time. Max Oberman, uh, CEO of Certain Affinity, who's who has worked on Halo stuff for a long time, uh, just tweeted about forty five minutes ago in celebration of reaching five thousand followers. I dug into the archive and rediscovered one of my early Halo Three design docs. This is timely because it discusses rankings and matchmaking and everything in between. Interesting. If anyone has listened to the Halo 2 Archives podcast that Bravo did, where they dived into a whole bunch of different facets of how Halo 2 multiplayer was developed, how the matchmaking system, and really Xbox Live was founded from the ground up through the development of Halo, that's a very worthwhile podcast. It's four episodes long. Each episode's about an hour long. Great listen. Highly recommended if you haven't listened to it yet. With all the documents that they went through in there, I'm uh, curious to see what's in here. For those that are in the Twitch stream and have the bingo card up, take it as breaking news, I guess, if you want. I'll leave that up to you. I'm not going to be picky on that one because no one's gotten the bingo yet. But yeah, I will be looking forward to looking through that. I blame Pins. Yeah. Without Bobby here, Pins is a good scapegoat now. 
All right. Well, as per usual, let's quickly do our Potacular recap. And we've actually had a lot of stuff going on this past week because of some laser stuff that you and I have both been doing. But uh, to kick off, someone has been doing better than the other. I'm done. So <laughs> anyways, uh, Frag Friday, how were things last week? We had a lot of fun. I do apologize for being late getting the poll, poll out. But I made the executive decision that we were going to play Halo 5 uh, because we had a three-way tie on the poll that I put out an hour and a half before game night. Anyway. Now I was a little busy so building we did a fence Halo 5. To, to put the poll out. Or yeah. building gates. But yeah. Sorry about that. We spent most of the night in Super Fiesta. Once we outgrew, well, yeah, once we outgrew that, we just we jumped into a game of Warzone and... Promptly got our butts handed to us. I mean, embarrassingly bad. Yeah, um, that so we decided to, happen. to go into customs. That's always fun. We've got a whole library of customs for Halo 5, so that that's perfect. Yeah, and Halo 5 has a whole new bug, too. Oh. It kept telling me that the game type was invalid. So I had to figure that one out. That was interesting. Huh. Anyway had a lot of fun. It was kind of a nice change of pace to jump back into Halo 5. Good. Sad I missed it. Because it's been a long time since I've touched Halo 5 too. Yeah. It took me a minute, minute to remember what, what was what. <laughs> what all the controls were. Yep. It, I think it took me three or four games to remember I had a thruster pack. Mm. Yeah. And it, I was trying to use the grapple hook all night. <laughs> yep. It, it, the games are very different. But cool. Well, glad you had fun in Halo 5. You actually had another stream before I had my attending Halo stream, which is when you started your laser Sunday, run. Sunday, I did decide that I would start my Halo Infinite Lasso run. And I made it all the way to Outpost Tremonius. And to save my life, I could not clear that damn base. Oh, really? I just randomly, a grenade would appear out of some nowhere mm. one time i was clearing the base and guess where the elite landed <laughs> right next to you and was still alive <laughs> yes so what you blew it up with the like the tank run it flew up and it landed it shot him up there on top of the ship where i was with the tank gun <laughs> okay that's funny <laughs> but yeah it just i don't i don't know i i think i was just getting tired because it just wasn't working um, I did continue my run on Monday night or yeah, Monday night. Yeah. Uh, I did make it all the way to the reckoning. Oh, good. Okay. And then I couldn't do the glitch to get through the doors. I couldn't either. I just, I fought my way through it. I'm, I'm guessing it passed. They passed it because. No, I, 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 I did get to, I did glue. Be, I was able to glitch through the doors. I just couldn't do it quickly. It took more than one shot to get for me to get through the doors. And then I'd get up to, I made it all the way up to the, the last level. Mm -hmm. And then I fell off the top of the elevator and it soft locked. Oh no. And after that, I decided it was time to go to bed. Did you do the thing where you, or did you try the thing where you basically die seven times quickly in a row to go back to the previous checkpoint? I couldn't move. Oh, I couldn't throw grenades. I couldn't use my grapple hook. 
I couldn't melee. I could just stand there. Ooh, that's a horrible soft lock. Yeah. Like I said, the game locked. Restart mission. <clears throat> yeah. So that was the third time that I'd restarted that mission. Oh, no. Yeah, when I yeah. couldn't. So I, I said, done. I couldn't get the ground pound glitch to work. So I just gave up on it and I just fought through the rooms because I tried at least 20 or 30 times. Bobby, I don't remember if you were there. I know Pins was there for a little bit and a couple others. I think Bobby was there, but I just could not like I, I was following the guy that silver put out as, as how you're supposed to kind of ground pound clip through the, Mm -hmm. through the top of the door and it just never worked. So like I said, I've got it to work three or four times and I had to restart because I'd fall off the elevator and soft lock, soft lock the game. The first yeah. time I restart was because I died because I couldn't, couldn't do the glitch. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is the last time I couldn't get the stupid character to ground pound. It, he, it always would want to melee instead of ground pound. Hmm. And I couldn't figure out why. I would get the ground pound, but then instead of hitting the clip on the little geometry that gets you to go down, it, I would just go fly straight over it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bounced off of it uh, 20 times. I didn't even bounce off it. I just went over it. Well, like I said, bounced off the geometry. You know, when I actually made connection. Gotcha. I probably but something I'm doing wrong. That was or, frustrating. Yeah. But yeah, Sunday for me was the first two missions first three missions i may have gotten through out post tremonius and then stopped i think i did yeah that's right and then i streamed again on tuesday i think and i basically just finished it that night yeah because i didn't want to get into a situation where i had the invincibility for from the the glitch from the laser drill and then the tank round. So I just, I wanted to bash that out. And since it was only two more missions left, I just did it. And I also did the the last part of it where you have to go around and do the towers to actually unlock the achievement. And then it popped. So Lazo in the bag. I also got the last achievement, which was killing a grunt out of midair that got launched by a brute. I didn't have that one yet. So I got that one as well. Uh, and then after the stream, I did the Grease Lightning and got that done. Grease Lightning achievement. I actually did that when I was skull hunting. The uh, the grunt one? No, the Grease Lightning. Well, Grease Lightning is the training ground. It's the secret achievement. Oh, no. I was, I was yeah, I was the, uh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of the one completed in under three hours or whatever it was. Gotcha. Yeah, that's actually. That one's not that hard to do because it's the way it calculates the time is it's the consecutive non-death time. So like if you die and when it goes Mm -hmm. back, it rewinds the timer in the save, which is kind of nice for that achievement. Yeah, I didn't get it on my first playthrough, but I also was listening to all the dialogue and everything. And, you know, which there's a lot of dialogue in the campaign missions themselves. There is. Not just counting cutscenes, just the dialogue in the in the mission. Yep. So, uh, and I st- still need to go back and just kind of explore and listen to things because I'm sure there's things that I've missed in 
the grunt tower the propaganda towers are hilarious i've pulled all those audio out i still at one point would like to make a compilation video of all the different sounds because i did extract Mm -hmm. those from the game but i just haven't done that yet and i've got other more important things to worry about but yeah the they are hilarious that was a really cool addition to the campaign Mm -hmm. you haven't done all the grunt tower spins there's a whole map that the community's put together on those i think i've got all the grunt towers i think i'm missing like Six or seven of the audio logs. Those were a pain to find. But I can claim that I was the first one to find them all outside the studio. There's that. Yeah, only because you had early access to the game. I mean, (laughs) sure. (laughs) So what you're saying is you had an unfair advantage against the rest of us. This is true. (laughs) So I believe that covers all the different streams that we did you're still i guess going through the reckoning on your laser run yeah i've got to do the reckoning on okay well if what i guess bobby said so that, i guess that's what three more missions you have to do the reckoning and then the um gosh what's after the reckoning it's uh, it's the one where you fight the yeah yeah you you go reckoning and then the very last mission of the game and then you have to backtrack to do the three towers. Right. So three more missions. Yep. It was interesting to see, like, and you have to do a very certain way to, like, trigger that point to get the towers to unlock. And then you do the towers. And then w- once mm-hmm. you get the, once the dialogue for the last tower completes, achievement pop. Very interesting how that all works. But speedrunners and achievement hunters have figured it out. And, Makes it a whole bunch easier for for yeah, us. Yeah, I just want to get it done before they decide to fix it. Well, and it sounds like, oh, and Bobby's clarifying it wasn't Staten, but it was John or Unishek and Halo Support said that the saves, if you have the tank gun, the saves will not be affected. So, it sounds like you're not on a time crunch anymore since you have the tank gun. Yeah, I'd still like to get it done before the new season starts. Because once the new season starts, I'm going to be working on my battle pass. I'm still on level 30 in my battle pass on season one. You're probably not going to make it to 100 by Tuesday. Oh, no, not by Tuesday. But you can switch back and forth between battle passes. So that's not a... Yeah, you can. That will not be a problem. You'll definitely have plenty of time to finish season one and two since it's a six-month season. Yep. And I guess let's just go ahead and jump on into the season two stuff. So we've talked a little bit about the full list of things that they had posted a couple of weeks ago. They had a little update on Halo Waypoint, kind of covering over a little bit more of the roadmap and what they plan to release. So big things of note, we're getting two new maps. First one is an arena map called Catalyst. It's a very forerunner focused, has a little bit of a rusty rainforest feel, almost kind of got a little bit of Guardian vibe just from the palette it kind of has that guardian vibe and the uh oh that one map from halo 4 that has the beam that goes right down the middle i can't think of the name of it anyway it's got kind of that aged forerunner look overgrown forerunner look so Mm -hmm. and that looks really cool it does uh and then we've also got a big team map which will be coming on with the is it 
Is that one? Yeah. Uh, which will be launching with the new game mode Last Spartan Standing. It's going to be called Breaker. And this is kind of a, it looks like almost a repurposed UNSC banished factory of some kind with how things are kind of moving around and ship salvaging, actually. Yeah. There's laser beams, there's lava, there's coolant, UNSC architecture, banished architecture in a big team battlescape, which will be interesting. Mm-hmm. Curious to see how Last Spartan Standing is going to work in a 24 player arena. And is that. Well, I think that's a 4v4. Well, unless they misspoken on the stream, they said there's going to be Last Spartan Standing on Breaker. Breaker. I'm not saying that they, you can't run it on Breaker, but I think it's a 4v4 game type. I guess that would be on that would have to be on Catalyst then, because well, I, well, unless no, they do the, uh, kill barriers. Last Spartan Standing is 8-person BR. Last Spartan Standing is on big team battle maps. It's 12 players. Oh, okay. Interesting. It is 12 players? That's what okay. Eric was saying. I probably just missed that little detail in the stream. I only watched i have not watched the entire stream so i am speaking out of my butt i only watched it once so i've been preoccupied with lasso (laughs) make yeah makes sense we've also got two other game modes that are coming in with this season we've got land grab which will be uh coming in later and we've also got king of the hill making a return to halo infinite so that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see what the what's going to distinguish King of the Hill, Land Grab, and the big team territories one. What was that? Stronghold. Is it Strongholds? Yeah, Strongholds. Total Control. Or yeah, oh yeah, Total Control. It'll be interesting to see how they take the same mechanic and apply it to three different game types, and how each one is. Because they're all similar, so each one's going to have its mm-hmm. tweaks. I mean, they all have the same objective. Capture the hill. Right. What's the twist? So that that's what I'm looking forward to. It's basically the different options of territories that you ha- used to have them in Halo 3 and Halo 2, but with all the different options, kind of playing a mix mm-hmm. in there and calling them different game modes. I wouldn't mind seeing territories again. I always had fun playing territories. I mean, in a way... <laughs> In a way, Total Control is kind of like Territories. It's like almost halfway between King of the Hill and Territories. Not Territory. quite the same, but... Yeah. Yeah. Depending on which version of Territories, because there's the Territories where one team is all defending and one team's all attacking, which was mostly the Halo mm-hmm. 2 version of Territories, or the Halo 3 version of Territories is where you can go back and forth. Attacked it, yeah, you attacked and defended at the same right. time. And then you got... Yeah, I mean, I like them both. The... They both have things I like about them, and they both have things I hate about them, but they're fun. And unfortunately, we haven't seen them in a long time. Uh, but lane grabs must be a little bit more classical territories style gameplay, King of the Hill. That's pretty much King of the Hill. One zone to capture, one zone to keep control of. And then total control mm-hmm. is a lot more like the Halo <laughs> 5 game mode of Strongholds. I think it is actually called Strongholds. Yeah, it is called Strongholds. It's just implemented a little bit differently in Halo Infinite. For the last part in standing, I just looked this up in their article that they posted about the modes. They're 
making confined spaces in those big team arenas. And then mm-hmm. each person gets five respawns. So it's... Okay, that'll last me about the first three minutes. <laughs> uh, if a player gets a kill in the match, they can upgrade to a different weapon as well. So it is BR. <laughs> no, Sorry. don't start that train. Don't start that train. I didn't. It's already out there. Man, that sucker is down the track. Yeah. People are getting way, way out of hand with code that was probably left well, over. let's put it this way. With this game type, it gives players the tools. If they want to BR, they can make it. I think we're getting close. I don't know if we have the tools quite there yet, but I think we're getting close. Hey, we're closer. We're closer. Yes. I don't know what's involved in it. I don't know what's in involved in a battle royale game because I don't play them because I don't like them. Uh, I just don't like the premise of them, and that's just me personally. Yep. I don't really care. Yep. Um. So, from what I understand, this game type has several of the features of a BR game. Yes. Uh, another little important note, land grab is going to be coming down the pipeline a little bit later. It's going to be coming with an event that they're calling Entrenched. So it will not be available right at the gate, but it will be coming out during Season 2. Uh, so that's the maps and modes that are coming. We've got a few other things to kind of touch on what they talked about in the stream. Do you get a chance to watch the stream at all, GT? Or I'm guessing probably not. Uh, I made it to the Battle Pass. Did you see that's as far as I did made you see it. the Easter egg? No, I made it to about a third of the way through the battle pass. I didn't make it all the way to 50. Well, it's a hundred tiers for the season two. Uh-huh. Uh, there was something right around level 50 of the battle pass where there was a little glitchy video that came in. We actually put in the pre-roll. I've seen the video. Okay, so you've, you've seen the video. All right, cool. That's what I was alluding to the Easter egg. Hmm. But yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, just going through some notes I took out from the stream. They're focusing on kind of the well-being of the studio, making sure that after probably what was a tumultuous release, that they take some time to focus on getting the community or getting the, the team back up to full fighting force uh, with everything going on in development. People that have heard about development or have been getting development know how much crunch can really just knock people out. So they're trying to make priority zero being the team health and making sure that they get into a sustainable development rhythm. That way they can actually pump out quality content and not be kind of shaky on the release, which they admitted several times that they realized the way they launched the game and everything coming out the way it did was not what they wanted and they know it was not the best thing for the game's release. Some people have taken a little jab at that, but we get it. Game development is, is never hey, easy. I, I do not fault three for three. Like I said, we discussed this on the last, the only thing I, the last time we discussed this, the only thing that I have a problem with is the failed promises. The fact that there's no forge at launch and the fact that there was no co-op at launch and the reach customization. 
Restart customization. And the reach customization. You know, those, well, they did give us a reach style of customization. They just failed on the customization part. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I see how you're trying to spin that, but yeah. No. Did it meet what we expected when they announced it? Oh, hell no. It wasn't even close. But those three things are the only three things that I really am disappointed in 343 for not completing. I'm not going to say upset because it does no, it's no good to get upset about it. It's a freaking video game. Yep. But those three things are the things that really disappoint me about the launch of launch of infinite. Yeah. No matter what anybody says, I still have fun playing the multiplayer, even with having to learn the controls again. Campaign was freaking awesome. Yeah, it was. It's right up there with Halo. 4. Yeah. It's a good it's a good I, campaign. It's a great story. It is well developed. It answers a lot of questions, although it does take some time to get those answers out, which is actually kind of interesting. All the different ways to do it made it a lot of fun too. Through the, uh-huh. the actual story and then the audio logs and going and doing mm-hmm. side quests and whatnot. And I haven't I haven't even gone through and listened to all the audio logs yet. I've just picked them up. And I'm still digging around to get the last ones. But, you know, they they delivered a game to me that was worth the price I paid for the campaign. That's a good way to put it. I don't, multiplayer I don't is free. feel shorted. I don't feel shorted when it comes to what I had to pay, what I paid for. I got what I wanted as far as the paid for side of it. The... Well, with the exception of the co-op campaign, but that's still, that's disappointment. Not that I do co-op campaign that much anyway, but. It is coming though. It was a promise. It, it, it was a promise. Yes, it is coming. Uh, I think they have it slated for. August. August. Yeah. Forge is coming as well. September for, for open beta. For an open beta, and that is a full version of Forge. It is not a cut-down version of Forge. It's full-featured. Is it everything that Forge is going to be? No. They are going to add to it. Like they did in Halo 5's Forge. Right. But you will have all the features that they have ready to use when that launches. More features and objects and canvases will come later. Eric, you asked an interesting question in chat. Would you want to see Forge first or Co-op first? If like the, I guess without the consideration. Well, I actually already answered this question. I've actually already answered answers this question question in an earlier podcast. But me personally, I think Forge is more important than Co-op. I agree because Forge, Forge is what has kept Halo Three, Halo Four, Reach. Halo 5 alive. Custom games is the lifeblood custom games, of multiplayer. Yeah, custom games is what feeds Halo. Mm-hmm. The multiplayer stuff is important. The campaign stuff is important. The forge in the custom game types is what feed the desire to play Halo. Yep, agreed. I mean, heck, going back to Halo 5 and customs. Everybody that plays Halo plays customs. Yep. Just look about what we did or what you did in Halo 5 
Once you mm-hmm. outgrew Super Fiesta, you went into customs. And we've got a library you know, of customs. In MCC, I would do customs as well if I had a freaking library that was more than 50. I, I still don't get how that's... It's amazing that's, how quickly you rotate through 50 maps. Doesn't take that long. Especially depending no, on your party size, because you'll have different maps and modes that work well for a party of 8, or a party of 12, or a party of 16. The only thing I've really, 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 please, 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 have some way to organize them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not just randomly put on a list. Yeah. Who has file share on the bingo card? I don't care if you had to sort them, sort them by canvas, sort them by game type. I don't care. One, alphabetically. That'd be nice. Two, they need to have it at bare minimum, alphabetically. At bare minimum. Filter on game mode. That's the part. Filter on other tags and part like party size tags. Oh, filters? (laughs) Filters? Uh, That's like, woohoo! So. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, at a bare minimum, alphabetically. <laughs> that that should be a no-brainer. Preferably by canvas, alphabetically, and then be able to link the game type to the map so that I load the map and it automatically loads the game type. That, that would be a hog heaven. That would be nice. <laughs> that would actually be really nice. Yeah. Now, I know some maps have multiple game types. There's wait. Have a little drop down. Yeah, yeah. Just have a little drop down. You select a map. You go over. There's ways to you accomplish the map, it. You go over. Say, <laughs> there's ways to do it if if they really okay. wanted to. Yeah. Um. Moving on though. There's your file share rant. It's going to be. Damn it! I don't have that one. I don't think I do either. There is going to be a worldwide release on May 3rd at 11 a.m. Pacific time. During the stream, they showcased a little map that related to what that is in your local time zone but the in addition to that the live services are going to be down for an hour at least before the release of season two that way they can get things changed over and ready for season two so if you're working on grinding out the last ultimate reward for this week uh, it's going to be a little shorter because yeah better get it done by monday so just a little bit of a note if that is something that you're grinding towards. Uh, again, 11 a.m. Pacific time on May 3rd is when it'll be a worldwide release of Season 2. If everything goes well, I'm sure they'll probably release it a little early. It just depends on how th- quickly things change over on Monday. They mentioned a new feature coming in. You can dial down the opacity of the enemy outlines to completely not be there in season two. A lot of people have asked for being able to remove the outlines or have it on allies and not on enemies. So that's something that they're implementing in with this season, which a lot of people are happy about. Uh, We've also got some quality of life improvements that they're looking to implement. Um, We've already talked about before some of the anti-cheat stuff that they are focusing on changing the way that you earn match XP and different ways to showcase your Spartan career progression. And they came up with this new term for these content drops called drop pods. 
So every month they're going to collect up all the things that are ready to go and release in the game and they're going to drop it in one of these drop pods. And that'll be a recurring thing that goes past just season two into season three. And it's a way for the team to not have to set things to a season release schedule. But once features and capabilities and bug fixes and everything else like that are ready to go, pull it all together and drop it into the game. And it also say that their main priority right now is bug fixes. Bug fixes. To getting the game, game loading. Running the way it's supposed to. Working, They're working on the desync issue with networking. Anti-cheat. That is their priority priority right now. They, do, they are still working on content, but their focus is fixing the problems that are the infinite has. And as they knock that list down, they'll, they will continue to focus more on content. Yep. That's one of the big reasons that they have extended season two to a six month as well. So they have more time to work on those bugs, to get them fixed, to get season three in a better situation. You need a stable platform to release content on in the first place. Mm. And look at it this way. At least that'll give them time to make sure the new content doesn't break the old content. Yeah, pretty much. On the subject of... Go ahead. I was just going to move on, but if you got some, go ahead. I was going to say on the... Subject of customization, since we came across that earlier in this discussion. Mm -hmm. They are working on it. They are working on moving to a non-core specific customization system. Yes. It's going to take time because the early Spartan cores were not designed to intermix. So the early cores, they're going to have to go through and redesign and of course, right now they're not like the Tenray event stuff, the special event cores, they're not at the top of the list. They're gonna focus on more they're gonna focus on the canon cores first, and then they will work on the event cores at a later date. There's probably from the way they talked, it sounded like they were gonna have to make some pretty significant changes. Yep. Because those pieces aren't really intended to be even close to working with another core to the point where you know, they, you put them on, they might be upside down. You know, who knows what the bug would be. Yeah. They did say that all future cores are going to be neutral. They're, they're going to work to that point where all cores are neutral. The newer cores are going to be that way. Uh, so you can mix and match your armor like you did in Reach and Halo 3. Yep. Bring back the actual Reach-style system of customization. Mm -hmm. They are moving to a the colors being neutral to be able to be used on anything. Mm -hmm. I think right now they're focusing on the visors and helmets, if I remember correctly. You're probably right. I don't. I didn't catch that specific detail, but that could very well be right. The shade, well, not shaders. The hell do they call them? I know what you're talking about. Um, oh, geez. Anyway, I'm just going to call them shaders for now because I can't remember <laughs> I can't what the other remember name is. what it is either. <laughs> coatings. There we go. Armor coatings. coatings. There it yeah. is. Armor coatings, visors, 
and helmets. Yeah. I think that's what they said. Their first focus is to get them cross core compatible. And I do appreciate, I mean, kudos to 343. They could have implemented this system and basically told the community, no, deal with this. Deal with what we put out because this is our game. We're going to make the shots. Which they're totally in the right to do if they wanted to. But kudos to them for coming out and saying, we had these ideas on how we want to implement things. They did not turn out the way that we had thought they would be or just didn't work. I mean, they're there was no short of of them admitting that there were some things that they admit were not the best thing. Either they knew it wasn't going to be that way and they didn't have time to fix it beforehand or after seeing it being released, Mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, this didn't work and we're trying to fix it. Well, you know, the, the, uh, the funny thing is I would let them slide on it if they hadn't, teased it by referencing the reach customization. Yeah. If they would have just skipped that entire line right there, I would have said, Oh, well, I guess this is what it is. Yeah. I mean, even Honestly, if they didn't say that though, if, if they hadn't have said that line, it, you know, it would have been, Oh, well, I guess now granted it is even in its current state, it is better than halo five. Yeah. I mean, maybe barely halo five but, yeah. was, well, you have more customization options in Infinite than you did in Halo 5. Yes, that's, that is true. When that it is comes true. to the armor. Yes, that is true. Now, granted, the whole color thing, we're not even going to get into right now. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, the three-color system versus the coding. Actually, I kind of like the coding system. The only thing I have a problem with it is it's very one-dimensional as far as what it fits. But they're working on that. They are working on that. Which is good. But like I said, if they had not said that the line, if you like Reach's customization, you're going to love Infinite's. If they had just skipped over that line, (laughs) they would be in a whole heap less trouble when it comes to the customization. I'm not saying people wouldn't still complain about it because it is Halo. (laughs) But yeah, it wouldn't be as obvious as it is to people. Well, it wouldn't. I don't think it would have blown up as much as it has. Yes, I would agree. But they're doing better. Yeah, they're working on fixing things. They're committing to trying to change things. I know for a lot of people, just saying that they're going to do something doesn't mean that it's going to happen. Which, yeah, that that's true. But with how long I've been around the community, how long GT's been around the community, how long a lot of probably our listeners have been around the community. I mean, 343's bent over backwards, I think, more than Bungie ever has to appease the fans. Granted, like some of their release stuff has been kind of maybe questionable, but they've done a lot to appease fans throughout. Like, (laughs) they could have released MCC and left it in the crappy state that it was. 343 has been very accommodating to the community, almost to a fault. I mean, there are some decisions that they have made because the community wanted it, that they made the change and then all of a sudden, oh no, this isn't what we wanted. Yeah. This. It's, it's a tough line to walk because. Yeah. (laughs) Just to take an example from my work, I get people above me who think that something needs to be a certain way. And technically I'm like, no, that's not a good idea. 
And it's like, okay, do I die on the hill of saying, no, this is stupid? Or do you make the change and then have them realize, wait, this doesn't actually work? It's like, yeah, kind of told you so. It's the same thing with game development. It's like, okay, you got to make a decision of, one, what's the goal as a developer of what you want the experience to be? Like, that's that's a consideration because it is their game. It's not our game. They obviously want to appease us, so there's going to be some give and take. So. It's what what is their primary objectives for the game? Because if they made a game that the community wanted, it'd just be a rehash of Halo 2 or Halo 3, which obviously doesn't make sense. Oh, I wouldn't have bought it if it was. No, because we already have that. It's called Halo 2 and Halo 3. Exactly. Two is balancing that, okay, we have, yeah, Rhett's, I, I work in DoD, so that's, yeah, that's probably why it makes sense. Two, you do have to obviously appeal to the people that are going to buy your game because you want the game to be successful. Mm-hmm. So there's a balance of, okay, I need to make sure like some things are in there that is going to make people want to play the game and m- help sell the game. Uh, and then three, and this is the three that a lot of fans just don't understand. There are stakeholders that you have to appease. <laughs> there's people that are funding these games and that are responsible mm-hmm. for you're filling their pockets, and as a game developer, you are stuck between a rock and a hard place. The rock being your share, your stakeholders, and the hard place being the community. Well, the the simple fact is, anybody that thinks that a multi million dollar corporation makes a game just to make you happy, <laughs> you better. You I want to know it. what you're smoking because you I want some. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make this game for us. They make this game to make money. How they do that is they try to make us happy to a point. Hence the store. Yep. And the gaming industry and people voting with their wallets has basically said the free to play model with battle pass and everything. That's the way to make money. So whether you like it or not, people have voted with their wallets and say, this is the way that we like to consume our content. Have you guys ever thought, see, what was that? Uh, Microsoft studios just, Purchased one of the big mobile King, right? King Studios. They're a big mobile game. That was game. Activision that King owns. Or Activision owned King. But yeah, but they. I think it was Activision. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the studios they acquired when they acquired Activision, right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. King Games with one mobile game makes more money than all of Call of Duty. With a free-to-play game. And it's a mobile game. That you play on a cell phone. On a four to six inch screen. So, people have voted with their wallets. This is what they want. This is what they will shell their hard-earned money out for. I think they're stupid, but that's personal. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, Me, I've always liked just pay the price to get what I want. But that also has a downside because not everybody wants to buy the same things that I want to buy, which was a big problem with the Bungie Halos. Well, actually, it was a big problem all the way up to Halo 4 because you had expansion packs that you had to buy to be able to play in multiplayer, but you couldn't play them because not everybody playing multiplayer had the expansion packs. Well, and that's how the market used to be. That's not how the market is now. No. You used to buy your software outright, and now everything is subscription-based. 
Mm-hmm. Which is it's the same thing as Battle Passes. It's a subscription. It is. A Battle Pass is a subscription through and through. That's what it is. Well, that's, that is one reason I use DaVinci Resolve as my video editor. It's a one-time buy it. There's no renting. Now, they they are starting to bring in things that you subscribe to, but they're only applicable to a group of people that need to do this anyway. So it's just makes it more convenient for them. They're not asking for money that this, this particular group isn't already spending. They're just getting them to spend it with black magic instead of with someone else. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Just remember that with any free to play game, whether it's halo candy crush, whatever, the whole purpose behind the game is to make money and they do what they can. The studios do what they can to keep us playing the game. Yep. Before you start criticizing stores again. (laughs) Anyway, moving on, we've got, I mentioned, yeah, I mentioned fracture entrenched earlier. That's going to be coming out uh, week one, May 24th. That's going to be when land grab is going to be introduced as a new game mode. We've also got campaign network co-op that has a target of late August. Uh, we've also got mm-hmm. the couch co-op that's, I don't think has a date yet. Yeah. Campaign split screen co-op oh, does not and have if a you want to be part of the flighting for these items, get signed yeah, up. Haloinsider.com. Make sure you're there. Make sure your profile is up to date. Whether you're on Xbox Series Which X. I actually need to update mine because I've got a Series X now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to do that, too, for mine. And I got a new whole internals for my computer that I'm about to do. So I'm going to have to redo my DX Diag for, for that eventually. There is going to be the campaign mission replay. That's going to be target in August as well. And then Forge Open Beta has the current target of September. Season 2 will last until November 8th, which is when Season 3 will begin. Uh, Some other things. And looking at the roadmap, there's some interesting content for Season 3 as well. Yep. More maps, more modes, more sandbox items, more narrative events, which we got uh, some hints on during the Mm -hmm. stream that they did yesterday. We got our first little kind of preview into the opening narrative, which kind of looks like they're really diving a lot more into the narrative stuff in multiplayer. And I'm wondering if throughout the season, there's going to be more little nugget drops of narrative. You know, I kind of, I kind of like that. It kind of gives you another reason to check in on multiplayer, at least, you know, once Mm -hmm. a day. Yep. Or at least once a week, (laughs) just to get the next piece of the story. Not going to spoil it too much. It'll be released on May 3rd, but the opening cinematic is uh, very interesting for season two. Uh, One little note about it is they want to enforce that you as your Spartan are participating in this narrative event. So your Spartan will actually be part of the cutscene. Like all the customizations that you have, it'll be reach style all over again where it's your Spartan in the cutscene. So get dressed up. So put on your your best whenever you launch into season two. Get everything that you want ready and then hop into that 
opening narrative for season two multiplayer. We also got a couple new Spartans that got introduced to that one as well. Uh, there's Spartan Din and Spartan Eklund. Uh, both of them are primary characters in uh, this Lone Wolves narrative for season two. Regarding Battle Pass and shop stuff, we kind of touched on some of this stuff already, but lots of changes coming. Battle Pass is going to focus a lot more on coatings, visors, stances, and armor pieces instead of some of the things that were in the first Battle Pass. A lot more boosts, credits unlock. I think we mentioned this last time, but if you buy the Battle Pass, I believe you get enough credits in there to actually get the next one. So basically, if you buy the Season 2 Battle Pass, you if you complete the battle pass you'll get enough credits to buy every succeeding one after that or however long they decide yeah the one thing i haven't seen yet is if they're going to do the three tiers again yeah i don't i don't know what the premium is going to look like another thing they did mention though is that the whole free pass idea is not going to persist so if you only pursued the three battle pass tier for season 1 once season two rolls around, you will not have access to that tier unless you go back and purchase the tier and then you can pick up on where you saved off on your progression. Well, that's that makes, you know, honestly, that makes sense. Yeah, I know it's a kick in the teeth, but, you know, you have to as a business model, you want to encourage people to buy the battle pass. We call that incentivize. And I really don't have a problem with buying the Battle Pass as long as there's content in it that I want. What I have a problem with so far is the two tiers of paid Battle Pass. Yeah, because the the that, paid one only got... You know, the standard bat the standard battle and then the premium battle. No, let's just... Let's do the free and the paid. Well, and I believe the premium only got you, like, what? Just extra boosts and maybe some extra credits? to play around with no credits so just boosts there were no credits and yeah just extra boosts and i think there was two pieces of armor okay two or three pieces of armor as well they didn't touch on anything Not, like premium pass related so it, it might be yeah um the now i did buy the premium pass i just did the base pass and i told myself i'd buy one and we'd see how it goes I did buy the premium pass. I don't feel I got premium pass worth of qu- quantity. Yeah, I think they kind of admitted that pretty words, early I feel on. They got me for an extra twenty bucks <laughs> for nothing. Well, it was extra ten, right? It was ten dollars extra. Twenty. Oh, was it twenty? You had to buy thirty dollars worth of sil- whatever credits to buy the premium pass. Oh, I thought the normal pass was was it ten or twenty? The normal pass is about ten bucks. Okay, gotcha. And then the premium pass was like 20. Uh, you had to buy $30 worth of credits to buy the premium. Oh, premium and, pass. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <coughs> All right. Uh, they're also changing the way the shop works a little bit too. So how there's been bundles before they're looking into ways to where you can buy individual items from the bundles instead of having to buy the whole bundle, which is something that a lot of people have been asking for. They're looking at the value of new items being brought in, whether things should be earned versus things that can be purchasable. I'm guessing that means there's going to be additional ways to 
aside from the challenge, the strict challenge unlocks, maybe some additional ways to earn unlocks, which would be nice. Especially campaign playthroughs. I believe it was the same unlocks whether you were on easy or legendary. It would have been nice to have different unlocks for that. Mm-hmm. Also, challenges from campaign would be a good way to unlock some armors. You know, an idea, possibly. GT, you touched on this a little bit earlier, but just to reiterate, they're looking at redoing how the cores and all the kits work, starting on the core Mark Seven style armor, making those pieces and all the coatings available to all armor cores. All the fracture-specific cores were kind of built specifically for those cores, so those will take a little bit more time to actually tweak, make changes to, so they would work across the board, across all different models. Uh, New Battle Pass is going to have earnable credits. Talked about that. There's a couple of them in there where you can actually get a full armor core. And there are some unlocks that are related to the narrative of what Season 2 is going to have. Uh, more Mark 7 armor core stuff. They showed off the GRD. They showed off armors for the two new Spartans that were introduced in the narrative. There's a new Rakshasa armor core. And that's all the notes that I took out that we hadn't really covered from the other outcomes articles that they posted a little while ago. No. I just want to mention this real quick. Uh, in the chat, they're talking about how quickly they were able to blow through the battle pass. I'm still in level 30, y'all. <laughs> I'm a special butterfly Besides case. <laughs> dust. Anyway, um, I really don't have a problem with that because when I'm done with the battle pass, I don't have to worry about doing challenges, which means I can play the game the way I want. I don't have to play the game the way 343 Well, wants. unless you want the ultimate unlocks every If week. I feel like playing big team, I can play, like I said, I don't have the battle pass hanging there that I've paid for saying complete me or you've wasted your money. I almost would like the battle pass, honestly, to be easier to complete because that way I can go back to playing Halo the way I want to play it. Maybe I get on and I want to spend all night in free for all, or I want to play big team or I want to play objective slayer. I don't have to worry about saying, oh, what challenges do I have? Well, I think having the match XP would help that significantly and almost enable it to where they could make the bat- battle passes a little bit longer to get. Because I think the main issue is the only way to progress is to do challenges because that's the only way to get XP. Right. Like I said, the fact that the challengers are there and they give XP even be beyond the facts that you get so much XP per match or you get so much XP on how much you, how well you do, which I'm <laughs> at Halo. If anybody has noticed <laughs> anyway, sorry. So for me, most challenges are my quickest route to get through the battle pass. Yeah. And that's how it was. So that, designed means originally. that restricts me to, whatever challenges happen to be in my feed. Yep. If I want to complete the battle pass in the three month time period. Now this last one I did complete, but <laughs> I've only had it complete since like 
the beginning of month five because it just challenges were painful to complete. And then they made some changes, which made it a little bit easier. They did make it a lot easier, which helped accelerate me through the challenges. It's, I really don't, it's, as we were talking about, it's a hard thing to balance. Yeah. Because what I'm looking for in a game and what Dust is looking for in a game or Eric is looking for in a game or Pins is looking for in a game are all totally different. They are. We each have our own you know, there There is another game out there that stated, we want you to play the way you want. And then what they do, they change the game where you had to play it the way they wanted you to. Well, and really, each person's way they want to play, that doesn't exist. Well, no, they the developer changed the game to make you play the way they wanted you to play. You know, I can't just use whatever weapons I want. I have to use these. Is that something new they did in Destiny or? Yeah, they did that two years oh, ago okay. with the introduction of introduction of champions. Yeah, gotcha. Wasn't happy about gotcha. it. Anyway, the, the, you know, my big thing on games is I want to be able to play them the way I want to, not the way the developer wants me to. Yep. Which is what's made Halo traditionally a good game to play because there is all the options of you can do campaign, you can do forward, you can do custom games, you can do matchmaking. Mm-hmm. Even within forward, you could forge so many different things. You could forge competitive maps. You could forge race maps. You could forge these fun little mini game things. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've always loved about Halo. You could play it the way you wanted to play it. Yeah. Well, within the sandbox, of course, but. Yeah, but basically that's, you have the options there to do what you want to do. Basically. One other thing from the live stream was the mention of Kansas City coming up this weekend. Uh, The next worldwide championship for Halo taking place this weekend. There's lots of drops coming around the corner as well. We've got uh, drops for partner streamers who are going to be doing watch-alongs of the live stream. There's a drop for those channels. There's a drop for some channels that are doing some charity streams during the event. There's drops on the main Halo channels. And then there's obviously the grand finals drop that's specific to that one as well. So four different drops are going to be available for the whole event this weekend. So if you want to get your hands on those drops, make sure that you're starting to watch tomorrow, April 29th, uh, going through May 1st when it's going to be grand finals. I'll be hanging out on my roof with my sniper rifle watching. You're going to give me a drop for that. Oh, I mean, if you're watching with a sniper rifle and you have your phone there with one of the streams up, they'll probably give it to you. (laughs) There's also going to be a halo series or halo infinite series X being given away too this weekend. HCS put out a tweet earlier today. If you go over and follow the account and retweet the tweet, there will be a winner chosen on Sunday after the grand final. So if you want to get your hand on one of the coveted Halo Infinite Xbox Series X's, like the one that we still haven't given away yet, then that's another opportunity to get one. I didn't order to win it because I probably probably will because I already have one. <laughs> I'm going to try just to see if, if it does happen. It's like, oh, another one for us to give away. <laughs> so that was everything from the live stream. Well. There is the Easter egg. 
I'll let people go figure that one out. Yeah. yeah. Go watch the stream. Go watch the stream. It so happens to coincide with right around the tier 50 unlocking the battle pass. Uh-huh. It was called out by multiple 343 people that it was right around that point for a reason. Because there's something in the battle pass right in that point that they didn't want to yeah. show yet. And yet. whether that's ARG stuff or more narrative in season two stuff is still unknown at this point. I think it'd be funny if they release the battle pass and they go from like 50 to 60 and it just says classified. It'd be cool if they did that where it's like basically how you have the secret achievements for games. It's you don't know what's at level 50 until you actually unlock level 50. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. So that was the last thing from, from the stream that I forgot to mention. In MCC, we have shoddy snipers returning to social. We've got Halo Reach Team Hardcore coming in for ranked in MCC. So for those that like... And in Halo 5, we've got some random rotation. Oh. Yeah, they didn't tweet that out, so I don't have that in front of me right now. Um, I actually don't think they're posting any updates for Halo 5 as far as game types. Yeah. I think they're just on a set rotation. I now. still have Halo 5 Forge achievements. I need to get done. Me too. Yeah, we can do the one where you play on the map with, what, six other people on the map that you forged? I think that's an achievement. Yeah, I can put a box down and we can all play on it. You can make your own version of Octagon. Yeah, I'll put a box in the middle and everybody can shoot at it <laughs> or hide behind it. There was a community update as well. The only notable thing that I think is different is there's some Tenrai and other Halo gear that's been released over on the uh, Xbox gear site. Uh, there's some emblems, t-shirts, stickers, phone cases, hats, and then there's also some Tenrai specific merch that you can go over and get. If you so choose. And I believe that's it. Anything else they can think of to bring up? You mean like how a former Bungie employee said nobody wanted to make Halo 2? On Twitter? Where was that? It was on Twitter. Who said that? Uh, I don't remember now. I just wondered if you'd heard it. I didn't hear that. Mm. Huh. Okay. An odd... Maybe we can investigate that one for next time. Sure. Tease. Sure. Eric Kapu apparently saw it too. Well, I mean, after the whole, what the bio, the biography or whatever you call it, that they posted on that website that we went through, it doesn't surprise me. You mean the vice article? Yeah. The vice article. I mean, I'm sure there was, I mean, after reading. Yeah. I'm sure there was a point where they, yeah, they wanted to just do Halo, and, and some people didn't want to do it, but that's probably just one... Pr- no, uh, no. They, the way he was talking, a majority of the staff did not want to... They they wanted Halo to be one and done. They didn't want to be a... Franchise. Sequel franchise. They wanted to do Halo, and then they wanted to move to something else. But then Microsoft came in, and they signed a contract. Right. And I'm thankful for it because we're still playing Halo. We're still talking about Halo. We have a podcast that's yep. 18 years because 17 years, 17 years because of Halo. Yeah. And then we got reach. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Too soon. That's going to wrap the podcast up tonight. I'm not sure if we're going to be talking about more campaign 
next week or if we're going to be just sucked into season two content with the narrative stuff where that might take over the podcast. So tune in next week to find out. Or maybe we'll find some other polarizing co- topic to talk about. Who knows? Like the battle pass. Oh. <laughs> I might. Well, I never actually got my Paramount plus code. I'm, I'm hoping they're still, a, I guess you can retrieve them or something, but I think since there's only three more episodes, left, I might start just watching through. We'll, we'll see, but we're still, Enjoy we're still that. waiting until after everything's released. So we'll talk about it on the podcast after GT and I have a chance to both watch completely through the series. We've also got, I don't know where we're going next to that. Anyways, you can check out the podcast on Thursday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time right here on Twitch for those watching. For those listening via download, you can find the podcast on all major podcasting service platforms. You can also find us on Twitch every Friday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That is our Fraggin' Fridays community game night. We put a poll up in our Discord for the game that we're going to be playing. That's an option between Halo Infinite, MCC, and Halo 5. So if you're interested in playing and want to sway the vote on what we'll be playing, Make sure you head on over to our Discord, pod, Discord, podtacular.com slash Discord, and put in your vote on Fridays. And then we've also got... Discord? I'm saying Discord in so many different ways tonight. I've also got Achieving Halo on Sundays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to be hopping on this week with Prestige and starting our Halo 5 Legendary game to help him get some of those achievements. I'm done with Lazo. I'm done with all the campaign achievements now for Halo Infinite. Only actually got 13, 14, 13, 13 or 14 achievements left that are multiplayer related in Halo Infinite. So we're going to be doing Halo 5 since Prestige hasn't actually played the Halo 5 campaign, I think, at all yet. So if you want to come help play co-op wise, feel free to come join us on Sundays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you want some tips and tricks about legendary Halo 5... Check out our Achieving Halo series on Halo yep. 5. You can find that over... Even though we did do it on a heroic, but... Yeah. There's a lot of good tips in there for Legendary. There you can find that over on our YouTube channel, podtacular.com slash YouTube, or youtube.com slash podtacular. Either one will take you to the same place. You can follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also support the shows in a variety of ways. Biggest way is to just share us with your friends, share us on social media. If you want to support us financially, there's a number of ways to do that. You can become a subscriber to us on Twitch. You can become a patron over on Patreon, along with Confal, Prestige, and Pins. Or you can donate to us directly, podtackler.com slash donate. We'll be back next week, Season 2 or Campaign. We'll let you know when the time gets closer, depending on how things head out next week. For those that are attending Kansas City, be safe out there. COVID's still out there, so be safe. Follow health guidelines. Be kind to one another. Enjoy some good Halo. I know a few friends that are going to be going there. Uh, and, and don't be a jerk if they ask you to put a mask yeah, on, just, please. Just do it. It doesn't hurt anybody. And yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And until next time, keep on driving them trucks. <laughs>